is going on, ladies and gentlemen? An extremely special edition of the After Hours Podcast presented by People's United Bank coming your way right meow because it is opening day. It is Christmas morning for all of us adults who have been waiting on baseball to return. I am Emerson Lazio. Seely Godwin is here. I'm but the we, one clapping it up in the background. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, I like baseball. Let's uh, yo, do I, it. I, it to, to think, a cut, like what weeks ago, a, a month ago, that we were thinking, are we even going to have a season? So I'm just so thankful that we have you know, gotten to this point. I know. And you know, obviously, mm. 60 games and the negotiations and all that wasn't the prettiest. But we have baseball. Baseball is back. Opening day. And guess what? That's going to be the entire podcast today. It's all baseball, all baseball. We have a very, very special guest here to help us unpack everything that's going to happen in this sprint of a season, what it's going to really look like, what it's going to look like for reporters covering it, uh, what's in store for the Red Sox here in 2020, as well as the Mookie Betts extension with the Dodgers. We got to talk about that as well. Damn you, Sealy. I'm sorry. I know. I know. Like the thing is, is like it stings. It stings right now it, with it a lot stings. of fans here. But we had so many great seasons with him. We 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 got a title with him. So yeah, we miss him. But yes, he he did gave us great memories here in Boston. Who's the special guest that you keep teasing? Oh yes, yes. Mm, All right, well, little spaghetti straps. Woman, there is one woman <laughs> who is getting a front row seat to everything that's going to be happening in this baseball season, because not a lot of people get to experience this with the pandemic. Garen Austin, she's joining us now, Nesson's Red Sox sideline reporter and host. Garen, how's it going? Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me. It's good, you know, and like you guys were saying, it's just, it's so exciting to be back. And honestly, it does feel like Christmas for all of us. But the other day for me, being back at the ballpark on Tuesday, and we did our first preseason game, that really felt like Christmas. Just being back Mm. at the park, Um, It really just gave us a sense of normalcy. And we're so, everyone who works at the ballpark and just works in, around the Red Sox, we're so close and we're spending so much time together. So that was the first time that I've seen a lot of people. And um, just the minute we were on the air, it just, it was so good to hear OB, Eck and Jerry, just, it was great. So um, I'm really, really excited to kind of officially kick things off. Uh, Is that energy any different in there, in that ballpark? Um. I mean, obviously, I mean, we're missing, I mean, I think Fenway honestly has the best fan experience in the game. I mean, that's one of the reason uh, players want to come to the Red Sox. And that's one of the reason why opposing players also, it's just, it's incredible the energy that they bring. But I think that because we're just so happy in light of everything that's happened, we're just so happy to have baseball back that there is kind of a sense of, uh, there is a sense of energy. And I think too, just to have the two teams there, um, but I have a feeling, too, that I think opening day, I think the fans are going to be kind of around Fenway Park, and I think everyone's going to really feel that energy. So it should be a pretty good environment. Uh, Garen, can you describe the changes that we're going to be seeing out there on the field for the players, all the social distancing, mask, all, all the little protocol rules that are put in place to keep these players and coaches safe? You know, Celia, it's just kind of overwhelming because even for me, trying to navigate around the ballpark, everything is cornered off. So uh, the players have kind of overtaken the ballpark, and I think everyone at this point has kind of seen photos. They're, the guys have the suites now. They're not in the clubhouse, and the fitness facility is 
on the on the walkway and um, one of the floors they've taken over is just have these portable showers so the entire ballpark is really just set up for the players now so you really don't have too much um, places to walk and then too i think we've also seen the, the newest additions this week have been the expanded dugout so it's kind of interesting i was standing behind home plate and you can see every all the guys socially distance in that extended dugout and then two over by the bullpen um, guys are sitting now behind the bullpen they've got the stairs so the, the guys are spreading out we've seen uh, the coaches have masks on and i haven't been close enough to the players to see if they're wearing masks in the dugout i'm assuming that they are but um there's not too many people can get too close to the players yeah. at this point you get the gist like they, they feel pretty safe out there and it seems like they're all taking this very seriously you even see like guys wearing masks who are on the field playing not just sitting around in a dugout sure i mean i think we saw a guy i've seen guys wearing masks during batting practice i think we'll see some guys playing with masks and i think too it's just really what you're comfortable with but i think all the players are taking it very seriously and i know that all the players um, including the opposing team uh, when the, the, the blue jays were in town they were very pleased with the way the red sox um, have accommodated everybody and really work to keep everybody safe. And I know for us, for the media, the protocols are very, very strict and everybody's just respecting it. You know that if you're going to be there for me, for example, I have to have my mask on at all times, except when I am on camera talking. And that goes for all the um, TV reporters as well. Uh, and like people do give me a hard time when I'm wearing a mask sitting in the outfield by ah. myself. But, but you know, rules are rules. They're there for a reason. They're there to keep number one, the players safe, and to make them feel comfortable. So, yeah. um, as long, I, I don't care if I have to wear a mask the entire time or whatever we need to do to make the players feel comfortable. It's just it's exciting to have it back. And I think the Red Sox have done a great job. Uh, Garen, yeah. how how important, Garen, is it that your mask matches your outfit? <laughs> you know, you know what, Emerson. <laughs> You know, I've actually gotten a hard time about this too. I don't honestly, I don't, I don't care because I actually like the disposable ones because okay. if you have a cute mask on, it rubs off your makeup and it does. It really does. Oh so you, yeah, tell me about it. And you're, you know, I, I'm taking my mask on and off because it'll be like, okay, we're gonna do this hit, and then something will happen, and then somebody gets a hit or somebody strikes somebody out, and Eck wants to do talk about yeah. something, so you gotta put your mask back on. So I'm literally taking it off and putting it back on. So. I like to keep it a little bit further from my face. Okay, so. yeah. Yeah, I'm, for, yeah. I'm foregoing, the, I'm foregoing <laughs> the cute masks this year and just yeah, focusing on. I don't on. you. I, the, the biggest thing that I'm experiencing every time I go on TV is the fact that, like, it's the lip gloss. It's the lipstick. It's not even yeah, really the I've color. noticed that. Well, and, and I've I really hate, noticed that about your lips. Well, I, this is an issue for ladies, Emerson. It so is. I'm no, here. I know. I'm supporting you. I'm supporting <laughs> both of you. I want you both to feel comfortable. We and, do. But I, I feel I feel so bad because I'm asking my cameraman last night, I'm like, is my lip gloss smeared? I mean, that's not his job responsibility. I'm, and then two, you know, I'm, I'm speaking with my back to the field. So yeah. I'm telling him, you've got to look out if a ball's coming at my head. You've also got to, is my lipstick smeared? Because you yeah. know, you're pulling that mask off and on. So the last thing I need to do is go on TV with like, lipstick on my teeth I thought, I thought tuesday night was great though because even the disposable mask the like the light blue it went really well with that dress you were wearing well thank outfit. you for noticing emerson <laughs> no thank i'm not kidding noticing. you i'm like i, I wonder you. if she planned that i wonder now if you have to have some kind of light blue in all of your outfit of the days that you have picked out but you know, then no, i also was actually, thinking as a red sox I, reporter we rarely wear blue i know oh. Oh, yeah. okay. You wow. Noted. Noted. When I have to fill in for you and Jemai, I will keep that in mind, not to like yeah. show up. Yeah, we're, we're wearing blue. the Red Sox red. You're, all, you're always safe with red. You're always safe with red. <laughs> uh, Garen, uh, early on in all of this, testing was kind of an issue around around the league getting, you know, 
yes. 24 hours so that they could get back. It, it didn't seem like the, the Red Sox have that issue, but but how is testing going for, for these guys? Well, Celia, I think since we haven't heard anything, it's been going really well. And I think it was very concerning with some of these clubs. I mean, people not showing up to do the testing and then two not getting the results back. So um, I have not seen anything in the media or we haven't heard about another team having to cancel practice. So hopefully um, they were able to get things up running smoothly now. And so hopefully it's smooth sailing from here. And yeah. but once again, I mean, the Red Sox, we have not heard anything, um, any issues with the Red Sox organization as far as, as, far as testing protocol. So um, hopefully uh, this continues and everyone keeps moving forward and we can start the season and finish this season. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. How confident are you that we are going to get a full season in here? Well, just based on what I've seen and the way the players are taking it seriously, the coaching staff's taking it seriously, um, and everybody involved with the team is so protective, I think I, I'm very confident. However, I mean, there's always going to be a concern, I think, when teams start traveling more because that is going to po pose a risk. You're going into hotels. Um, I did talk to some of the guys in the Blue Jays, and they said they're not on the – I think the goal was to have guys on the first and second floor so nobody needed to take the elevator. He said all the players are on the same floor, so they're keeping them very um, contained as far as that's concerned. I mean, travel, there's always a risk when you're traveling because you just don't know who you're going to come in contact with. But I think the players themselves, like I think a lot of, we've heard a lot of them say, they're really just going to have to police themselves and just really kind of buckle down for the next two months or three months or however long the season and postseason go. And they're, they're all really committed to getting this done. So hopefully, hopefully we, can, uh, we can continue and not have any issues. You mentioned travel. There's no travel for you, right? You're, you're no. just going to stick here? Okay. Yes, and, and that, was, that was the first thing that we heard, and I, I love to travel. I mean, that's my – Yeah, that's it seems like I, a fun part of the job. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, it's, it's a lot, but it's, it's really fun, and I personally love going to the cities. I love taking advantage of sightseeing. And so that was really the first thing that we found out was that if and when baseball came back, that we would not be traveling. And at first you're kind of shocked, but honestly, under the circumstances, I don't want to be traveling. And Hell no. No, I'm good. I'm good. No. And then two, the, the, it, it was so strict. I mean, you can't use the gym. You can't, I don't think, leave your room without um, like written permission. So it, mm -hmm. it doesn't sound appealing. So, and I think too, it's just for the safety of everybody that we stay back. And um, so I think that we'll just kind of make those adjustments. And I'm, I'm pretty thrilled that it was kind of a late last minute uh, determination that I would be at the park. So I'm just super excited to be at the park and hopefully kind of bring some of Fenway to everybody at home. But um, we'll, we'll be fine passing on travel this season. Yeah, you know what? The Canadian government not really cool with the Blue Jays traveling either. Like, they're <laughs> not even allowed to play in Toronto. And it where where are the Blue Jays going to go? They're homeless I know, right I know, now. I, I feel so bad for them. And I know that a lot of the guys that I spoke to were really excited about Pittsburgh. Um, they said, like, that's a great place. It's a great ballpark. And then at the, that seemed like that was a done deal. And then that yeah. didn't work out. So I, I, the last I've heard is that Baltimore, that's another great place, another great ballpark. Hopefully they'll be able to accommodate them. But um, I, I've also read a lot of stories that nobody's complaining. The guys are, I mean, it's a really young group. So that's also good, but they're taking it in stride. They know these are just really unique circumstances. And um, I think there's some disappointment that they couldn't play in Canada, but they, they're all really understanding. And that's, that's a lot of um, that's a lot of crossing the border for a lot of people. So I don't think that really came too much. Just how strict Canada has been with the quarantine process, and I don't think it came too much of a shock to anybody. But you just you for those guys, you just really hope that they're able to at least yeah. find someplace that they can call home. Just wild. Yeah. There was like no Plan B. <laughs> I mean, well, I, on, honestly, I think on. honestly, I think their Plan B was to go to Dunedin, Florida, but their their spring training home. But that it's just that's one of the hot spots right now. So yeah, okay. I don't think that that right. was really a top priority. And then too, you know, looking at going to your affiliate in Buffalo, I mean, it's, 
that's just not that that appealing when you've yeah. got a minor league ballpark. So if they could go to a, a major league ballpark, um, hopefully they'll be able to find a place. Speaking of traveling, I want to read to you guys this uh, quote from an ESPN article on a question about what is the biggest concern for players uh, as they're traveling. Here's the quote. I honestly think horny dudes on the road are what's going to bring this down. Thoughts, everybody? <laughs> well, you know, these are ma- – I don't think this is just baseball. I honestly think this is – I mean, this is just professional sports. And it doesn't matter what kind of group of people you have. There's always going to be somebody who wants to go out or just doesn't think rules apply these to are, them. Some of these guys are really, really young. They're, they want to be social, and I get that. Yeah, but right now honest, is not the what, time. What was the quote? I don't even know, what was the I don't even know if it's some of the younger guys, Seely. I just think it's some of the guys who are maybe more experienced that are like, I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Who's going to tell me otherwise? So I, I think that that really could be the issue. Unfortunately, I hope, I hope that's not an issue because it all it takes is one to get one positive case just, and then that could ruin everything for you. But I think that that's why we've heard so many leaders in, in yeah. baseball and within the organization saying we have to police ourselves. Guys are making huge sacrifices. So many of these players are just not even seeing their families for this time. They're leaving their families yeah. at home. They want their families to be safe. That is their priority. So if the married fathers can do this, they can ask the younger guys, you know, just try to stay in follow the rules we can all video game we can all do whatever but just please follow the rules when we're on the road so hopefully like they're going to please themselves hopefully uh there won't be any issues yeah it's a 60 it's a 60 game season it's much it's much easier to fight the horniness during a 60 game season than if you have to really battle that urge for 162 games let's keep that in mind so these guys really need to put themselves they need to put the team before themselves here okay stay in your hotel room and figure it out no no flying in la work like what we've heard in the nba bubble <laughs> I, know, you, 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 I think that's hard for anybody to be in any kind of quarantine process i mean yeah, but it's, it's a I, short amount of time these guys have been these guys have been waiting so long to play it's a sacrifice for a short amount of time yeah. And honestly, you guys, I don't know where everybody's going because everything that anywhere I would want to go is shut down. What? It's so true. We're not going to bars. Like, well, come on. I mean, we can't go to the nightclubs. I mean, just sit in your hotel room, watch, watch Netflix. I don't know, video, do something. But I mean, there's nowhere to go. So it's like, who cares? Whatever. It's just going to be that year. Like, you know, like you're right. Who cares about dating. Who cares about meeting people? We yeah. just, we just want to survive. So write it off. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, Quote of the year. We, just <laughs> um, uh, we, got, we got other big news to talk about uh, outside of the Red Sox, a former Red Sox player, though. Mookie Betts with his ginormous extension yeah. with, with the Dodgers. Can you – your reaction to the the terms that, we, that have been reported? Sure. Um, your thoughts on, you know, Mookie's not going to be coming back to Boston ever. Well <laughs> – Number, number one, the reason it did surprise me is because let's, let's face it, we're in a pandemic and this league is struggling. So I think the minute this happened, we all kind of thought that the one person this was really going to affect is going to be Mookie Betts. His contract mm-hmm. is going to be, he's going to regret turning down those deals that the Red Sox made him. Well, apparently we were all wrong. So the timing <laughs> is a little bit odd too. So none of us saw this. Co- I mean, I didn't see this coming. No. I don't know anybody that yeah. I talked to. I think that well, I definitely really- thought it would be more money. I'm not going to lie. No I did. Way. And I, I think, no, I understand how much more. Well, could you well, no, 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 no. That's what I'm guy? saying. Hey, originally thinking this was going to be more money. This pandemic played a huge role in him just saying, F it. I'm going to take this, yeah, this not going chunky money agency. right now. Yeah. Yes. 
Well, I, I think too. I think I think you know. He, I think Mookie was just kind of ready for a change of scenery. He liked what he saw with the Dodgers. They've got a great coach. They've got a great team. And I think one of the appealing things for Mookie was that he doesn't have to be the main guy. I mean, you got Cody Bellinger. I mean, it's a the team is packed with stars. And I, I think too another reason guys like playing in LA, you kind of get the best of every world. It's Hollywood. Tons of celebrities are there. And, but you're you're out there, but you're not out there. You can kind of blend in. You can go. Play, you get to know everybody, but you can yeah. go anywhere and blend in. The media scrutiny is there's not much media scrutiny. Not I was going to say there. it's cake. So it, it's cake. So um, I, I on a personal level for him, excited. I just the nicest kid ever. And it's really funny, guys, because when I was doing my audition for um, for Nesson a couple of years ago in the summertime, I came up and my main story that I was preparing was this kid named Mookie Betts gets called up to the Red Sox and it was in, it was in August. And so, you know, it's funny. I've been with him like every step of the way. Yeah. So um, for me personally, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for him. He's the absolute, and I, I don't know if people really know this about Mookie. He's literally the nicest person you will ever meet. So generous. And I actually tweeted a video because of all the players before every game, wherever we were, Mookie would walk up and just sign tons and tons of autographs for kids. And I just don't think you see that, especially not with a superstar player like Mookie Betts. He's yeah. a superstar, but he doesn't act like a superstar. No, he's very humble. He's very humble and just so genuinely nice. And I think, too, he just has this inner hunger. And it's kind of cool to be around because no matter it's really funny. Sometimes I'd be coming off the field and we'd be out there late. You'd walk by the cage and Mookie would be in the cage in his uniform working on stuff. So, I mean, constantly, constantly, constantly wanting to be better. So, I mean, you know why he's successful. Super happy for him. For me personally, I'm like devastated. I mean, I know. Well, everyone, I ara everyone around here. Yeah, I know. Everyone is I, devastated right now. You know, now. For, for me though, because we just have so much history and I've been, you know, I think that's one of my favorite things about being a sideline reporter for a team is that the, their greatest moments in life, you're standing right next to them. Yeah. And history. so, I mean, you know, we just like, I think there's an iconic photo of Mookie on the field in Dodger Stadium with, with the World Series trophy and I'm like right behind him. So you're with him every step of the way. I mean, every everything that they go through, like you're there and Mookie's so nice and we just had some really fun moments and he's just so great to be around in the clubhouse so personally it's like you know and I think we all knew by the time the Red Sox traded him it wasn't going to work out but I think that finality of it yesterday just kind of like yeah for some reason people some around salt in the wound. yeah it's like for seeing some... your ex get married you know Celie, I wasn't going to go there but Celie, thank you I told my mom that this morning my I, you know my, I call, my mom calls me and I'm like talk she's like well Mookie already got traded I'm like mom it's like you're you and your ex break up and you think there's a chance, and then you see his Facebook post that he just got married in Greece. Like, it's over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just that That's when you can finally, you're like, all right, we're moving on. It is done. It is yeah. final. It's, it's just, I think, I think a lot of people around here kind of had, like, way in the back of, of their mind, maybe, yeah. maybe. He uh, ends honestly, up just playing this one season and then, you know, gets his ass back to Boston. And Boston can figure some things out financially and give him the money that he wants. That's what he wanted this whole time. He just wanted to get paid. And unfortunately, respect. unfortunately, the Red Sox had put themselves in a tough position leading up to this point, which, hey, they just weren't able to give him the money that he deserved. And it's yes. okay. 100%. Things just don't work out, but it sucks because he's like a homegrown kid and yeah. a big market team that shouldn't have a problem spending. Can't keep this kid around that they have developed. So yeah, it, it really, really does hurt. And hopefully the Red Sox kind of learn their lessons moving down the road. And I think it's a big reason why High and Bloom is here now. Yeah. Well, I, I think too, on the note of Mookie, I think that um, I think that there were a lot of fans that when he got traded had this 
thought that he oh he's coming back for sure yeah i don't know where that came from i think i know right but we all i think we all knew by the time they traded like i said by the time they traded him they didn't have much faith but i you know there's always that little that little glimmer of hope that maybe absolutely pandemic kids he's like i I missed out i want to go back to the red sox we're all kind of hoping that i mean it didn't work out, but you know, it's kind of funny though, too. And I don't know if you saw Mookie's comments yesterday. Somebody asked him, I don't know if it was just about the money Emerson, because somebody asked him too, if this, if the Red Sox had offered him that same deal, if he would have, oh, yeah. I think, and he, the way he answered, <laughs> I'm with yeah. the Dodgers now. That's a very indirect yeah. to that question. I think Mookie really wanted to change the scenery. And I think too, there were some players I've been told from some sources that really got in his ear the past couple of years. I think Mookie wanted to change the scenery. And we all know that he wanted to get paid, and he got both of those. Mm-hmm. He brought a World Series uh, trophy. Yeah. He did bring a World Series trophy here. I know Red Sox fans love him. I mean, he's like a kid favorite. I mean, who does? My mom. Everybody loves Mookie Betts. Yeah. I think I think he is Red so Sox damn likable. So damn so likable. Like, and, and maybe this, maybe he'll kind of be more the face of baseball. I know he doesn't really want that. Yeah, he said that. He's like, I don't want to be the face of the Dodgers. And I'm like, damn, dude, you just got paid like the the richest baseball extension in the history of the sport. And it's like, you, you're, you're going to be the face of this team right now. Yeah. And, but I, but I think, I think he'll do great. And I think all Red Sox fans, even though it's, like I said, add some salt in the wound, our, our ex-boyfriend yeah. just got married, but you know what? I think everybody <laughs> will, will love Mookie and will support him uh, forever. I think it's, um, I think it's cool though. Seal, sorry to cut you off. It's just the fact that he's, he's continued to bet on himself. Like you, yeah. you, um, yeah. you mentioned it, Garen, like the contracts, the Red Sox have kind of offered him over the years. And I think majority of players would have taken a lot of those contracts. They were very nice contracts offered, but he's a guy who's like, I know I'm worth more and I'm going to keep chasing it. Always risking of falling off a cliff or an injury or something crazy happening. But uh, good for him. Like he had some balls and went out and got the money. He went and got paid. I think another another element that goes into this too is that Mookie has a very young agent. And Mookie's one of his biggest clients, so I think they really took an aggressive approach. Yeah, uh, and they really kind of wanted to kind of like, you know, set a tone here, and they did. And I, I honestly think, I mean, when this pandemic hit, that was my first thought: Mookie is not going to get the kind of money that he wanted in free agency. But this is also setting kind of an interesting precedent because we have a, this is a pretty impressive class of free agents that are coming up. So it's like, well, if the Dodgers are willing to spend, other teams are going to be willing to spend. So it's, it's going to, this is this contract. It's kind of like what we're seeing in football. You know, once a contract like this happens, it's going to change some dynamics moving forward. Let's look a little bit ahead here now, gang. Um, what the 2020 Red Sox look like without Mookie Betts, uh, some expectations that you may have, Garen. Well, I think we, we've seen this offense. I mean, it's it's good. It's Tuesday really, looked good. Tuesday night looked good. They yeah. look good. And I, th- I think, you know, I think one of the biggest things, you know, it's kind of funny because Mitch Moreland, which nobody really talks about, Mitch Moreland carried the team offensively in the first, I mean, the first couple of months of last season. I mean, it was kind of – Because JD's a slow – because JD's a slow start. Typically, you know, and it's, it's funny, too, because a lot of guys don't like hitting when it's cold. <laughs> Let's face it. I mean, it's really hard to hit when it's 30 <laughs> degrees on the field. So oh, your hands uh, hurt. Scaly yeah. can't oh, even read the face. teleprompter when she's freezing in the studio. It's well, I, I understand. <laughs> I mean, but it, it's really interesting. A lot of guys do get off to slow starts. So Mitch really carried the team. And when when Mitch is healthy, I mean, he's really important for that team offensively and defensively. So Mitch was injured quite a bit last year. So getting Mitch back, that's huge. I think this is also. I mean, what we saw Xander Bogarts do last year was incredible. But I think this. I just feel like. Devers is just going to get better and better every single year. So I think the offense is there. Uh, there's definitely concerns with the pitching staff. I think Ron uh, Rennick yeah. has even alluded to that. I mean, losing yeah. Chris Sale, that was just 
that was hard. And then um, two, and then Eduardo, and I, I actually asked Renicky about Eduardo's timeline. And I was a little, when Eduardo spoke to us, he's like, I'm you know, ready to throw live BP, I'm ready. And then Renicky's like, uh, we still don't even know his timeline. We're going to be without those guys for a long time. And I think oh, that's that another concern is they're all lefties. I mean, some of the lefties that we really depend on. So um, they're all, it sounds like they're more behind than we originally thought. And I was also just really keeping, I had a big, I had big hopes for Colin McHugh. And it sounded too, when things started, you know, when summer camp started, that he was a little bit further along than apparently that he was, because it, it sounded like he was almost ready to go. And then finding out that he just really wasn't. And that's why he decided to opt out the last minute, but he was somebody they were going to be depending on. So Zach Godley, I know the organization was very pleased with the way he pitched yesterday. Maybe he can provide some hope, but the pitching is going to need to step up. But on that note, you guys, I think we also knew too that this was going to be easier for the offense to get going. And it was just going to take a little while for the pitching to ramp up because, I mean, asking those guys to just, you know, come in in three weeks and be throwing like it's midseason, that's just yep. not fair either. And that's going to be across the entire league. This isn't just a problem for the Red Sox. Absolutely. And everybody's in the same boat too. So it's not like, I mean, everybody's going through all of this at the same time. So, um, but as far as the Red Sox, I mean, let's, let's hope they surprise some people. So I think the defense is there. I was actually, you know, Kevin Pilar is, um, is, is a top-notch defender. And I was actually sitting over in right field and I'm like, he's not going to make that play. He made it. I mean, he's, he's impressive. So I think if you're going to put, yeah. if you're replacing Mookie Betts defensively <laughs> to have him in there and, and especially working with uh, just the weird confines of Fenway Park, he, he's great. So I think defensively, they're going to be a really good team. And I know yesterday too, Renicky was really talking about Jose Peraza. He's a really good second baseman. That's something that they have not had since Dustin Pedroia. Um, I mean, at, at the World Series, we, you know, we, we, we've had a few guys who've been able to fill in there, but we haven't had somebody consistently at second base. So if he can be kind of the mainstay at second base, um, they like his defense. And uh, Renicky said he didn't know how good he was offensively. So maybe he also can provide uh, offensively and he kind of is what they need. So um, yeah. we'll see. Once They just kind of got to – hopefully once they get those three pitchers back, uh, I'll, be, I'll be a little bit more confident. I mean, hell, if there's ever a season where your team may look like it's set to underwhelm everybody, but you can exceed expectations, and it's in the 60-game, like, mad dash. <laughs> yeah. like, I think we could have some, un, you know, some unfamiliar faces that are actually in contention at no 60. And, then oh. there's, and, then, and we could see some teams that in a regular season you would think, Okay. Drop off completely. Yeah. I mean, hell, I, everyone goes back to the example of last year with like the Nationals and how terrible they were. Oh, yeah. 60 games. They, I mean, there was so much talk about, you know, firing the manager after the first couple of weeks <laughs> yeah. and then they just come out of nowhere. <laughs> series. And, you know, everybody's talking about the Dodgers and the Yankees. And as we know, all it takes is a couple of injuries and you're, you're out of contention. And it's really important. I think Jerry, everyone has been emphasizing this. You, these guys have to get off to a hot start because if you get off to a slow start, you're, you're out of doomed. this. You're, you're doomed. doomed. And it's going to, it could be, a, it could be a long, a long month. So, but because of the injuries and then two, you guys, you know, what, then there's the COVID issue. I mean, if somebody gets COVID and you got three guys down, that could also affect your team. So it's who stays healthy. Um, and this, this is going to be interesting. There's just, it's going to be intense from the word go, but I think that we, like you said, Emerson, I think we're going to see some people. Uh, yeah. Not expect it's it's fun i think it's going to be like exciting and then like the blue jays not having it home it's just another like storyline like i i'm so uh, dialed in it's like you can't miss a, a single day because it could end up in the end having the largest impact because we're just cramming everything into two months here you know, yankees yeah yankees obviously the biggest threat right 
Well, absolutely. Their, off, their offense is their offense is ridiculous. I mean, but with the exception of Cole, I mean, they don't have. It's not like they don't have the starting rotation like you know yeah. we did back in 2018. I mean, back in 18, I mean, it was like any guy, any night, you're gonna, you know, you're you got you got problems. So, yeah. um, you know, they're I, I don't think they had the strongest rotation in the world either. So, I mean, we'll see. I think that we could match them offensively. It's just it's just really going to be who gets off to a hot start and who can stay healthy, but. It's going to be a very interesting season, but like you said, Emerson should make for some uh, exciting television. Yeah, uh, I, I was trying to look up these numbers here real quick, but because uh, somebody else did the math for me, I prefer that always. Um, but <laughs> I can always help you. I was great at pre-algebra. <laughs> uh, it, it's like more than two times. Like it's, it's almost three times each win matters. It, it, and like if you get um, like a seven game losing streak it's like equal to almost 20 game oh my god oh yeah that's, yeah that's no that makes that makes sense if you get into a slump here you have to be hot this entire time <laughs> I, you know and i think i think too you almost have to go into this and maybe some of the guys are and that's why they're leaving their families and um just really coming to focus i mean you almost have to go into this season like you're going into playoff mode i mean yeah. because every game has so much weight and two you you there's a, there's a lot at stake. And then, too, I think there's a lot of guys who are on one-year contracts, a lot of guys, you know, playing for their careers. So there's a lot at stake in these 60 games. So uh, I think it's just going to make up for some really intense baseball and, once again, some really great television. And it's not, it's not going to be easy for the Red Sox either to exceed expectations because not only are you playing this stacked AL East, you've got to face, like, the NL East as well. Like, it's, it's oh, extremely difficult. And I'm, I'm looking at just World Series odds here on the DraftKings Sportsbook. And five of the top eight teams with the best odds are all teams the Red Sox are playing because they're either in the NL East or the AL East. You're just looking at this like mountain of adversity and you're like, damn it, we've got to climb this. Yeah, they've got a, they've got a really tough road ahead. And, I, and they're, they're aware of that. I think that this, this whole club and uh, you can hear it when you talk to Ron Renneke, they know the challenges they're up against. But I think, um, I think that this team, uh, this team could really surprise some people. Um, I, I have one more question for you before we start wrapping up here. I, I know talking before we launched this podcast, the Nesson After Hours podcast presented by People's United Bank, you said that Cam Newton, Cam Newton, though, has been like the highlight of your summer. Can you Can explain to us why? Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, elaborate well, just you know a wee bit. Everyone, you know, I think all of us, we've, as New England fans and who watch sports here or pay attention to sports, we feel dejected, guys. We do. Tom leaves us. I, come on, see. Tom leaves us, and then Gronk goes and joins him, and then Mookie leaves. So it's like, yeah, damn it. So we feel dejected, and then all of a sudden, and so there's a lot. Of, I mean, Jared Stidham is, you know, he he's going to be a great quarterback for the Patriots at some point, but that's really a lot to throw out there for for a rookie quarterback. And then all of a sudden, we have Cam Newton. We have oh yeah. One. He comes in. I mean, come on. His videos. It's like every day when he releces a new video. It's fashionista. Just oh yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday he had coming a coming to the mm, airport. Shirtless. I'm, I'm excited. And then he just I, I, the way that he feels so dejected as well. He didn't get the offers he thought he was. He felt like he, the the Panthers just kind of like dropped him. The determination we're seeing from him and. The He's videos pissed. of him and Edelman. I can't get enough. This is so fun. Like this, we have excitement again. So, yeah. and you know, I don't cover this every single day, so I can kind of like have far, like enjoy it from yeah. a distance. So you can enjoy yeah. this a little bit more. I can enjoy it. I can have fun with this, but it's it's been fun talking about, and I think that uh, I think New England fans too. It's given us something to talk about. It's given us some kind of some stuff to be excited about. 
Dude, yeah, I can't believe you're, people you're, are actually sleeping on the fashion. Bakery. What do you think about his fashion? <laughs> oh, I'm so excited, you guys. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm work, every day I'm working with Jemai. I'm like, Jemai, like, we got to talk about, like, his, the, the, New England needed some, like, a style kick. I, I, I think he's just going to be great. I'm so excited. I think just to have just the amount of energy that he's going to bring and to have that kind of determination. Oh, um, yeah. It's going to be I, exciting. I'd listen to, like, a fashion podcast from, you know, by you and Jemai. Yeah, right? 100%. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we do a podcast. I don't know if we do a podcast, but I've said we should. Yes, do you could. Believe in yourself. I we've literally I, I talked that. about for five minutes on this podcast about how important it is your mask matches your outfit. <laughs> I've tried, you know, but I've said we should do some like our favorite, like our favorite sports athletes because David Pasternak, I think, was voted like the top in the NHL. So yeah. like, we've got some stylish guys here. Yeah, we, we do. We should also do like who needs help? Like maybe some people like within our Nesson broadcast. I'm raising my hand right now. I know you can't see it, people, but I'm raising my hand. Is it, is it Emerson or is it me? No, no. I just meant like some of like, I was going to like, I don't know, like look at some of our, uh, some of our Red Sox analysts like to show up in shorts when maybe they shouldn't. Oh, oh, so can we name names? Name names. We need them. I don't Spill the beans. I don't want to throw anybody in, but just, I thought that would be kind of fun. But now Cam Newton's going to bring, going to bring some yep. style. So I think it's just really, he's just going to really infuse some energy energy into the Patriots and I, I think I think they needed it. Garen, I I appreciate everything that you you brought to the table today on After Hours the podcast presented by People's United Bank. It was it was so much fun to have you on finally. Awesome. I'm sorry it's taken so long. No worries. I know, Actually I it was perfect. Yeah perfect I usually I know right opening day they we've yeah. been waiting for for so long. So thanks for having me on guys. All righty. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us on After Hours, the podcast. It was a fun one. I'm so excited for opening day. We got two games tonight on uh, on this Thursday because we are taping on a Thursday. But tomorrow, Friday, against the Orioles, the Red Sox, back at it. Finally, we are so ready for this season. Uh, Emerson, closing remarks, my friend. Yep. Stuff baseball season inside me. Let's go. <laughs> That'll do it for us. You guys have a fantastic weekend.